Welcome to the Um Yeah Sports Podcast with John and Chris, where it's unapologetically just about the sports. We're glad you joined us. Let's jump right in. It is the November 11th episode of the Um Yeah Sports Podcast. It's your Friday evening Veterans Day episode of the show. Veterans, thank you so much for your service. We, we appreciate you. Uh, I'm Chris, and with me, as always, is John. Hey, listeners, thank you for tuning in. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to the podcast. It's very good. It's a good thing to do. Right, John? It is. Say do it. Do it. Okay, thank you. Also, we are over on the Twitter at um yeah sports and you can uh, you can like communicate with us over there and we run polls and John throws his analysis through there when it happens kind of throughout the day right yeah yeah so go go over there hit the Twitter up and uh, and and give us a shout out we would love to hear from you also we've got www.umyasports.com which is a website you can go to to get the latest sports news and information curated from around the internet we aggregate it all from the local sites and the socials Uh, we bring it all together for you it doesn't cost you anything there's not a bunch of obnoxious ads everywhere it's just the sports go check it out www.umyasports.com all right man it's friday night it is that's a good thing yeah we like fridays it's a veterans day again thanks vets we appreciate you uh okay we got some football things to uh to talk about um let's start Let's start with uh, Sean Payton. Kevin James played Sean Payton <laughs> in a movie. Yes, he right? did recently. It was a like a biopic, right? It was a comedy loosely based on a true story. Okay, it was pretty funny. It was pretty good. Worth a good. watch. It's on Netflix. Yeah, I, I think so. Okay, all right. Well, apparently Sean Payton wants to return to the the football scene and in the NFL show over there, and uh, he wants to come back, but he's got some demands. Yeah, he said he doesn't want to go to a dysfunctional organization and have to deal with all of that. Uh, so he's probably not going to go to the Cowboys. Probably won't go to Cowboys. Probably won't go to the Commanders. Uh, yeah, I don't think, I don't think he'll idea. go to the Panthers because all yeah. those teams are... Got some controversy. They are. Yeah. Uh, the Colts, possibly. I mean, those, that franchise yeah. seems like pretty good. Yeah. Uh, they've hired a guy for this year, but I don't know if he'll be longer Jeff than this Saturday. year. Yeah, it's an offensive, former offensive lineman. I don't get that hire. It's well, confusing. You know, it's probably just because he's... Because he was there. He it's, was it's, there, and he, he was there for a long time, right. and he did really well as a player. But as a player, not a coach. I, yeah. I mean, he was out of this. He went from he, playing. He wasn't inside the team. Right. He went they, from playing to so hosting a ESPN fired, show. Okay, I mean, so they fired the coach. Right. Uh, Frank Reich. Frank Reich. Uh, right. Is it right? Right. Mm-hmm. Frank Reich. Okay. So he's out, mm-hmm. and then they go outside of the organization, and they reach, and they pull in. Jeff Outside Zach. of football, too. I mean, he was an analyst. Okay. Uh, well, he was in that thing. He's at least, he's at least watching of. games. You know? But, uh, you know, how long does that last? That's anyone's guess. So, you know, that's a possibility of where he could go. Uh, I've heard also he wants to go to the Chargers. Uh, so if they end up firing their head coach, he would be interested yeah, in coaching Just, Justin Herbert. Um, but those are the only kind of teams that are, you know, in the middle of a shakeup. But wherever he goes, it kind of seems like that would be a good thing Didn't for that Vegas team. Didn't Vegas just free up? Uh, no, that was fake. That was oh, that was fake. That was fake. Okay, I fell victim to the fake. Uh the whole the Twitter whole blues crap. check thing. I'm like, I, I tweeted, I retweeted. I'm like, wow. I'm like, that's shocking. You know, well, you know what? Him. It's kind of like I was primed for it because I've always kind of like felt like he should just be an assistant yeah. coach somewhere. Right. Um, and when he tried to do it in Denver, I just really didn't think. He I, was, I was like, okay, yeah. That, that's so I was like, it made eventually. sense. I was like, okay, sure. 
Sure, I could see that, that happening. And then it's impatient like, NFL team, right? Exactly, and especially with the Raiders, like they want to win. They, yeah, in a situation they could win. Yeah, well, thanks. But apparently, that's not true. Um, if he did, that did happen. You know, I imagine that would also be an option for Sean Payton. But yeah. you know, he doesn't seem satisfied staying outside of football for now. He wants to, he wants to come back, and you know, maybe his old team will bring him back if they don't let the office coordinator or really want to bring him back. I don't know. Go back to New Orleans. Just know. depends on where, what frees up and what, where the organization is at yeah. at that point of freeing up. But the teams that have open spots are in the situation where they are not in need of a head, or they're in the need of a head coach, but they're not in the situation where they say great working environment for a guy that doesn't yeah. need to come back so yeah. dallas is close i mean it's close from the mo- from what i saw in the movie isn't he like in the dallas area he, like, yeah he, from what yeah. He, it sounded like he wanted to be a dallas cowboy head coach and well but you know it just depends on if he can handle jerry it depends on if that uh, place big enough for the two of them oh yeah it's big enough for two of them but it just depends on if uh, uh their current head coach can get him to a super bowl or not i yeah. imagine well if he they're having the a super pretty bowl. good year What's the record at this point? Uh, you can look uh, that up. Six and two. Six and two. That's not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Especially with you know Dak Prescott being out for three games and winning all those games. So maybe that will free up. Maybe it won't. But you know Sean Payton is back in play. Okay. All right. We're gonna take uh, we're gonna take the next uh, couple of little bits here and uh, talk about two sides of a coin. Um, uh, in both cases, we've got we've got a divide going on. In both cases, we've got uh, old a older. Listen, I say old, uh, older, aging quarterbacks that uh, uh, both guys are are considered to be pretty good. So let's start with the first one, which is uh, Aaron Rodgers and what's going on up there in uh, in Green Bay. Uh, is there a bit of a divide happening in the team? Yeah. So earlier we talked about it. Aaron Rodgers basically said everything is on his wide receivers. You know, yep. they got to catch and everything. Yep. And then the wide receivers came back out and said, you can't blame this all on us, you know. We don't want to be used yeah. as an escape goat for your bad play, basically. And, and now Aaron Rodgers is now in a situation where he doubled down on that quote about how is the wide receiver's fault. And now the wide receivers are upset about the fact that they're calling it their fault when their quarterback throws three interceptions on the goal line to the Lions and loses by like what? It was like an eight to 16 ball game last Sunday, yeah. which is the most awkward scoring game of all time. So now I think at this point, Aaron Rodgers should see himself out the door after the season's done after a very disappointed season he should not have come back because at this point you know going out with a terrible record basically dividing this team prohibiting them from getting to the next level with you know jordan love and letting him play uh Dante adams is gone right now these the wide receivers are pretty banged up obviously romeo Dobbs i think is out for a few weeks with a ankle injury so that bangs them up even more but you know it's never good as the as the main guy, the leader of that offense, to blame your rookie wide receivers for mistakes that you're making or drop balls. I mean, obviously that's going to happen with young wide receivers trying to come into their own and play, right? You got a bunch of veteran guys that can't stay healthy, and then you got a bunch of rookies that are trying to hold their own and trying to play well, but injuries have kind of plugged them as well. So honestly, at this point, you know, I wouldn't blame any particular person on this on this um, on this. Uh, this Packers team, I think it has, it can be evenly distributed to everyone. Some of the wide receivers fault, some of Aaron yeah. Rodgers fault, hundred percent get that. But you know, Aaron Rodgers just call it quits at the end of the season because this Packers team needs time to figure out who it is and, it and rebuild because yeah. they need, they need to get wide receivers fixed up. They need to get rid of Randall Cobb and Sammy Watkins. They need to build from the ground up with the two guys they already have and in Watson and in Romeo Dobbs. And then, you know, your running back core is perfect. You don't need to worry about that unless anyone of them leaves. But just, and then defensively, 
you got a couple of good pieces, but rebuild from there because this team, you know, is at this situation. I feel like Aaron Rodgers is uh, prohibiting them from fully going into rebuild mode and fully being able to, you know, fix the areas that they need to be fixed because Aaron Rodgers is sitting there and expecting all of this and putting a pretty hefty pressure on him. So honestly, I I don't think it's, you know, the wide receivers fault. I think you need to be, you know, gracious with these wide receivers as they try to get, you know, down and and win football games and get to the point where they're at a level that you would expect them to be if you're Aaron Rodgers, but Aaron Rodgers needs to understand. Yeah. You probably want to retire soon. And yeah, you want to go with the Super Bowl or you want to win football games. Yeah. These guys need time. You're not going to get there. You, you knew what you were going to get when you came back. Right. So you got to have to live with those things and don't just point your finger because that's terrible leadership. And after yeah. this long in the NFL, you should understand one thing. It's always your fault at the quarterback position yeah. because everything starts and stops with you. If you yeah. throw the ball, you had to make sure you're throwing it on target at the right area. And, you know, that last game against the Lions didn't prove that you're making the best decision with the okay. football. So, all right. Aaron's got work to do. He should spend more time practicing. Practicing and maybe looking at himself. Okay. Okay. So let's go to the other team. My Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, helmed by uh, Mr. Brady. So there was a bit of a controversy last week, a bit of a divide between Mr. Brady and his coach, Todd Bowles, um, in terms of their assessment of the team's effort. Yeah, Tom Brady said that the reason they were losing is just a lack of effort. Uh, And then Todd Bowles said it wasn't a lack of effort, but a lack of... uh, uh, ability to execute on okay. that effort uh, because they were there, but they weren't executing on that. And that's the, that was the issue. And Tom Brady, you know, on the podcast completely disagreed with that and, and said it was effort. his podcast. Yeah. Let's go. The let's go podcast. Um, but I think the one thing about Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers is Tom Brady won't just point the finger at the rest of the players. Maybe he'll do that internally, but outside he's talking about himself just as much as anybody else. And he knows he makes the mistakes just as much as anybody else. But I thought last week against the Rams, that effort was finally there. We saw them play, like I mentioned before, they saw them play with that edge a little bit, started getting back into game form, started looking like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that you would expect. Uh, I think winning this game um, on Sunday against Seattle, if they keep it close, if they end up winning that game, that'd be a big positive for them. I think you know Tom Brady's probably in there and doing as much as he can with Todd Bulls to try to work it out. But, you know, it's it's an interesting situation to see a quarterback and a coach, you know, disagree on what the what it is that is that is causing this team to fail, what it is that is that's causing this team, you know, not to work out in its entirety. And I think honestly, if I on both sides of this argument, I've looked at, I think it's I agree with Tom Brady. I think it was a lack of effort. I think they last few weeks just haven't been playing with any edge. They don't they're not playing with any hustle. I mean, we watched it against the the Panthers. We were like watching it and the Panthers were blowing open wide holes and the defense was trying to chase. But there was just no effort to get there, to close that gap, to to make that play. Devin White wasn't playing well. Like No one was playing at an, an effort that you would expect from this team. Now, offensively, there's been a carousel of wide receivers coming in and coming out, coming in and coming out. But over the season, Tom Brady and the wide receivers just haven't been playing at that level that you expect. Then you look at the Rams game, and it wasn't perfect, but you saw the defense come to play in a way we've not seen all season. And it finally feels like something's clicking within this organization, right? But I think they got to play with that same edge of, of, you know, getting to the getting to the spot, playing with efficiency, with effort, you know, trying to get where they need to get and, and win the football game because the Seattle team with Geno Smith is playing yeah, really well. Actually, I want to talk about that for a minute. So I know this isn't on the program, but uh, I would like to talk about the game this weekend. Sure. 
and uh, not, talk about the, not talk about the other topic. Um, so uh, we got the Seattle Seahawks taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And uh, early in the season, at the beginning of the season, I thought that would just be super, uh, just like a win. But the uh, Seattle Seahawks have really surprised, I think, both of us. Maybe, yeah, for sure. You know, and uh, they look pretty darn good. Pete Carroll, kudos, my friend. Yeah, I think it's going to be an interesting game. But in my opinion, I think it's probably going to end up being a Seattle win. I think we talked about that. So this um, is the game in Munich. For those that don't know, there's a game yeah. this weekend in Munich, Germany, first, first ever. Time. And uh, so it airs at 9.30 Eastern time? Uh, yeah. Okay. And uh, and it's the Seattle Seahawks versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, obviously. Yeah, it should be a good game. Yeah, I think it tells a lot about where this team is at. I think there's, I I think this game has more shadow on it now because both of the both with Tom Brady and Todd Bull saying something completely different about what the issue with this team is. If they can't figure out what that is and come together on that conclusion about what it is, I think. Well, they hopefully, could be... the difference of opinion caused. Uh, one of them to walk down the hall right, to the and, office and talk of the to other one and have a conversation about Hopefully, it. Hopefully, that's what you would want. That's what you'd hope. But if they don't, and Todd Bowles is preaching one thing and Tom Brady's preaching the other, you know, there's a little bit of tension yeah. going on there, and that could cause them to be focused on the completely wrong thing. You'll know that yeah. within the first possession of this game if that took place. But based off how Tom Brady's acted in his entire time with Tampa, working with the coaching staff, Todd Bowles has been around offense coordinator, obviously. So he knows what Tom Brady's about. He knows that Tom Brady's usually right. So I don't think there be i think i think they'll work together to try yeah. to figure this out i'm not it's not it's kind of a little bit like off-putting a little bit but i don't know how much of a big deal it would actually yeah. be i know you hope that they'll fix it and work i think it, it out. needs to get resolved worked out and i think this come out with a win and be back on track and take on that did carolina win last night yeah it did okay so that uh that means that uh they a win a top even even firmer even right yeah but if they win it'd be even better yes but i think honestly when you look at this, the, the, the way these teams stack up, Seattle's defense is young, but looking a thousand times better than the Bucks' defense has been yeah. this season. Yeah, uh, that win kind of boosted them into a situation where you would want them to be. But Geno Smith, Ty Lockett, DK Metcalf, that offense, that K nine, uh, Kenneth Walker has been playing really well in the running back position. They just look like they're the absolute favorites to win this game. But one thing about favorites in the NFL is it usually most of the time doesn't work out to the in that in that favor because you never know what to expect from week to week basis uh, from any of these squads because they're all professionals they all have to make this their job so they're all going to be looking at the tape and, and trying to figure out a way to win the way the Tampa Buccaneers are going to be able to win stop Kenneth Walker immediately out of the gate and just pressure and pressure I'm going to be a little Smith. conflicted because he's on my fantasy team Kenneth yeah and I got the Tampa Bay defense. Yeah, if they can shut down Kenneth Walker and just pressure Geno Smith and and, and get to him and, and make it a, a difficult game, yeah. that is a way you're going to be able to stop this uh, the Seattle team. Now, w- the way Tampa played last week, they stopped the Rams' running attack. Now, they don't really have much running attack, but they stopped it. They got to Matthew Stafford consistently. Both positives. Now, Matthew Stafford is not a running quarterback, and you know Geno Smith is. He can get out of the pocket, but that offensive line, that linebacker core is not the issue with this defense and, you know, took a good step forward. The cornerbacks are what scares me because DK Metcalf, you know, is a monster at the wide receiver position and can dominate any of the quarterbacks that the uh, Tampa Buccaneers throw at him. I, I think he would get open, and I'm excited to get a lot of fancy numbers from him. 
But as far as you know, Seattle or Seattle defensively and Tampa offensively, they have to get Fournette involved because this cornerback crew that Seattle has drafted from that Russell Wilson trade is, I think, and stats would also prove this is one of the best in the National Football League, and the ability to strip and get the football, the ability to get past defense. Very similar to Richard Sherman is another one of the quarterbacks they're comparing him in stats that he's done this season. Very lights out football. Now, Mike Evans and Godwin can take advantage of that, yep. but they're going to need to get um, Fournette involved early because once they do that, that will, A, force more guys to come into the box to shut down the run, which is going to free up maybe some man-to-man coverage for Mike Evans or Chris Godwin to blow past guys, maybe a single high safety look, which allows you know guys to... Be, you know, the safety can't be in two places at once. And because they want to clog the box, they're not going to have two high safeties. So there's, you know, not an extra defender in the secondary, which could open up a lot of different things. So the running game has to be the initial thing that they work on establishing the run, getting two to three yards average on every single run will help Tom Brady out because this pass rush for this team has also, for Seattle, has also been really good. Shutting down Kyler Murray, who's a running quarterback, Tom Brady's not a running quarterback. And their offensive line is also not very good. So having, at least right now, they're trying to build it. They're trying to figure it out. They lost a lot of pieces. But if they can somehow establish a run, get something going, just enough to make the defense be accountable to that fact that they could end up running it at some point, that's how you're going to end up beating the Seattle team is if you can get into that situation. But because I think it's going to be a little bit of a dogfight in the trenches, I think that's where it's going to be won or lost is in the trenches. Um I get Seattle by three. I think we talked about this a couple mm. a couple podcasts ago. I think Seattle is going to win it by a field goal. I just think they're the better team right now. I think they they just come in as heavy heavy overdogs on this Tampa Buccaneers team. Overdogs? Yeah, overdogs. I don't think that's a thing. Yeah, it is. No, mm-mm. there's favorites, underdogs. Favorites. There, <laughs> overdogs are a lot cooler. It's not a so thing. We should make it a thing. You could try to make it a thing. I think that should be a petition. Overdogs. Overdogs. I'll oh. make a poll about it. You decide. Overdogs. Overdogs. I think that's pretty pretty interesting. Overdogs and underdogs. Okay. Overdogs. <laughs> Where are just the dogs? The dogs, you know, that's just the middle of the road game right. that no one tunes into. But we got the overdogs, Seattle winning. You know, I should make a poll you said about three. this. Okay. So you so so Seattle by three. Okay. I don't think so, but let's see what you're happens. being a homer. There's no I'm way I'm being you, a total homer. There's no way you think total Tampa's homer. gonna win. I think it's probably the experience and the veteran oh, give me a nature of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The fact that they know that they have to win, it means, I think, more to them at this point. It does, for Than sure. it does for Seattle. Seattle's a bunch of young guys. They're in Germany. They're <laughs> thinking this is like an exhibition game. It's going to be fun. And I think the veterans on the Buccaneers know they go to work and they have something to play for. And so... Uh, and so I do believe that that will make a difference. By how much? Uh, I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's Tampa by three. Here's the thing that the one point that you make that is a valid point okay. is the fact that Tampa needs it. Tampa wants it. Tampa saw what it takes to win yeah. and for the first time in a long time. to getting embarrassed by the Panthers. Yep. Right? You come in the beat the Rams in a close game. Yep. You get orchestrate that last second drive and you're ended up winning the game. That's all in Tampa's favor. You gotta carry What's that momentum not in Tampa's favor is overall gameplay right, this so entire let's, season. Uh, let's go ahead and wrap things up, shall we? No. <laughs> no, we shall not. Okay. But anyway, yeah, if you know, Tampa by three, 
Okay. That's I think my call. Uh, I think their offensive line is going to get bombarded. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. I'm thinking now is about the time they start to gel. That's what I think. If it doesn't When's happen, Jensen coming back? Mid mid November is what I've been hearing. I haven't heard anything else, but well, no, we're getting pretty darn close to mid November. All they need to do is land OBJ. That's all they got to do. That's not going to happen. I can't see that happening. If they get into the bidding war and they pay enough money, you know. Yeah. Okay. Maybe Baltimore, but that's a story for another day. <laughs> all right, listeners, thanks for listening. We appreciate you. Uh, we will catch you on Monday. Yep. All right. God bless.